Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of the world's most famous podcast, uh, listened to by every royal family member, including the Duchess of York, even though she has disgraced Sarah Ferguson. I'm still there for you. Thank you for following me back on Twitter. This is Nick Flanagan Weekly. That's W-E-A-K-L-Y. And you can send comments or questions to weeklypodcast at gmail.com. I put the email first at the very beginning of this because I um, think it's important that we remain connected. (laughs) Right now, I've got the time and I've got the fan base amount to answer your emails, albeit slowly. And if you ask me a question, I'll probably read it here. So why not? Yesterday, I uh, released... Today, yesterday, whatever, whenever I'm releasing... The last podcast I did before this one was uh, quite revealing. I felt vulnerable. And uh, my theory is when you feel vulnerable, that's good. Because that means a lion will bite your neck any second. And what a better way to introduce... Is there a better way? There is no better way to introduce my guest. Uh, If you're watching this on YouTube, you can see him already. Uh, He is a hilarious comedian. um, Master of accents. He has uh, written for many different places, including... I'm not even going to name them. He has a wonderful short uh, that you should watch. Uh, I think it's available online. It's called Buyer's Market. Is that available? Yes. Buyer's Market is uh, directed by Nathan Fielder. Um, You wrote it, I Mm -hmm. believe, with Tim Pauly. With Tim Pauly. Tim Pauly is in it. Tim Pauly is a hilarious underrated Canadian comedian and writer. So underrated. So amazing. And Aaron Eves is in it. And Captain Phillips is in it. And all of those people will likely figure into the story we'll tell. And the newest thing that my guest has is an album called Get Bent and you can get it on Spotify or iTunes iTunes all those places is it an independent record it's a James Hartnett production, production. and he just kind of blew you kind of blew the lead sorry ladies and gentlemen I've got James Hartnett as my guest on the podcast right now James is here with me in studio hi everybody what's up that's cool oh just I've you know, just trying to shake shake things up. Master of the microphone, James Hartnett. Master of the mic. Do you want to try some of your accents on it? Hello, um, what's going on over here? So where's this gentleman from? I'm from uh, England. All right, what part of England? Uh, never you mind. Uh, you got any change you can give me, sir? <laughs> I really like it when people shut me down in improvisation. <laughs> I think the, the, the main never rule... Never you mind! Yeah, the I main rule in improv is say no. I've been doing that all my life. Yeah. The number rule of improv is say no to drugs. And, and, and say no to offers from... <laughs> say no to offers improvisers. from stand-ups who think they know a darn thing about improv. I agree. Do you improv? Very rarely. I've, I've done it, but I don't think it's great. I just try to be... I don't know any of the rules or anything you're supposed to know. Yeah, I don't really know the rules either. I, I, I was taught improv by a couple of people in a, a church basement, and then I started doing the uh, improv shows Catch-23. Were you going to church? No, it was like I had to do some... An, I'd go on Catch-23 Improv in Toronto, this uh, well-known improv show, and uh, people... I was like, I don't know how to improv, and they were like, well, we'll get Peter Stevens and Julie Dumay to teach you in this church basement. It was the... Hmm. Yeah, so I met up with them, and... I feel like I, I got a sense of it. I am sure I don't know uh, what a herald is. Yeah. But when you were in church, because you're Jewish, mm-hmm. were, were you tempted at all? Was, See what it's I all mean, about at Jewish, that church? My, my father was, was not Jewish. Okay. So, you know. so I've been to yeah. funerals at churches mostly. And taco days. Pancake days, not taco Tuesday. It's pancake hmm. Tuesday, right? So I actually haven't been to pancake Tuesday. But if I were, I would. Just throwing it out there. I would just like to throw it out there into the garbage can of, of, that I call life. My life. Uh, what? Your James, life's not a garbage can? No, it's quite lovely and privileged. and uh, you know. If it's a garbage can, it's a deluxe, extra good garbage can. But do you remember talking to me when I was in L.A.? Yeah. Did I seem well? Yeah. But didn't I say my life is a trash can a couple times? Yeah, but, you know. Even then it wasn't. Even then, compared to most trash cans, it smelled better. You know? <laughs> yeah. 
Absolutely. I, I was getting it to do hot, hot comedy shows, and that's the funny thing. Do you, are you sad that, that you're not in LA anymore? No, I'm I'm sad to be everywhere where some of my friends are not. And yeah, that is just a constant. Uh, but then some of your friends will be here, some of your friends will be there. You know, yeah. uh, I also do think I'll be back there. So yeah. you know, I I'm. I'm happy to have however long this time in uh, Canada is because it's nice here. It is. Are you from here? I was born in Toronto, and I grew up an hour northwest of Toronto in a little place near, called near Orangeville. Near Orangeville. Caledon, technically. Okay, before we get to Caledon, I do want to stress something else that you do, hmm. which is the landlord and tenant pod mess. Ah, yes. Of which I have been a guest. That's right. A long time ago. Uh, yeah, I do it with Mike Belazzo. And I, but I'm not saying a long time ago as a dig. I would love you to come back. I was away. Afterwards. You yes, you were you were in town for like two weeks and you did it and then you went away again. Landlord and tenant pod mess is uh, a story about you are the landlord. Yeah, I'm a an, a landlord and Mike Belazzo is my tenant and we just talk about goings on in the building. We you know we get into current events. You're both very funny on it thanks um, thanks it's it's sort of a, a discussion of power dynamics in modern day that's north what, america yeah um yeah. and and uh is there a, a sort of a serialized story that's developed out of it or we have a lot of ongoing stories um i in the show have a russian girlfriend and i have a son with her called pavel who i don't see What's your damn name nadia played by Ebony Rosen, my real-life girlfriend. And Mike Belazzo in it was dating for a very long time a woman in her 70s named Ruth. Who played by his real-life 70-year-old girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. Ruth Buzzy. And the character passed away in a VR skydiving accident recently. <laughs> and we had an episode live from the funeral. Very good. Have you ever played VR? Once in the Eaton Center, and I was like, let me try this. And I put on the thing, and I was like, it's so it was amazing yeah was it looking, was it the ghostbusters doing, one looking like oh my god did you do the ghostbusters vr i think it wasn't it was like a stupid game it was like barely a game yeah it was like I, a demo. I did one of those just with a phone vr like not even a real oh. game that was and it was uh it was something like that where it's like hey look you're in a room but it's not the room you're in <laughs> you I, know god yeah i wonder um it's gonna be crazy when we all have vr helmets and then we all get fat from just not doing anything but VRing all day. But the, the question is, will the VR create a simulation that makes us feel like we're skinny somehow? Like a yeah, course you know of, what? You know, if your avatar is skinny, who cares? I'll tell that to Lord British. Am I right? That's an Ultima reference. Who? Ultima. Oh, I don't know. What is Ultima? Is that Ultima a game? is a PC game Sorry. from the 1980s and 90s, my Damn. young friend. And it was created, uh, I don't even remember the name of the company that made it, but uh, it was a very famous, it spawned Ultima Online, which was one of the earlier uh, MMORPGs, massive, okay. massive, mu massively multiplayer online role-playing games, that's what it stands for. I like how they include massive, like, don't be so insecure. <laughs> very British, right? Massive. Yeah. It's a massive multiplayer massively online game. multiplayer. Yeah. There you go, you too can play at the accent games. Um, uh. so, oh. <laughs> so, Kaladin. We'll take uh, it back there from Landlord and Tenant. Yeah. And the recurring characters. Just listen to grew Landlord up, and Tenant, my friends. It's a funny podcast. Thank you, everybody. Uh, yeah. Grew up there. The country. Ontario countryside. Kaladin. Yeah. Um, Golf woo. courses. There's some around there, yeah. What's yeah. the racial makeup? It's not the most diverse, um, but you have a diverse background, don't you? Yes, I am Sri Lankan. Tell me how. No, oh. I'm part. I mean, I don't have a diverse background. Damn. I know. I wish. I actually did the DNA testing. I was about. I, I had you on here because I thought you had some level of diversity. No, Irish and British. But wasn't someone you were related to part of a faraway thing? But was that more colonial? No, no, I don't have. It's only no nothing. I did a DNA test. I got it for for uh, Christmas, uh, and um, I thought, wouldn't it be great if there was something interesting in there? But no, it was like seventy percent British Isles, twenty percent Scandinavia, and like five percent Southern Europe. Whoopee! Those places have a storied heritage. Yeah, that's true. 
It's true. People are a little too proud of that heritage, I've found. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's uh, you've got the angles and the sacks, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah. the the Nords, oh. the Danes, the Thanes. Yeah. Yeah, you know, um, there's lots of those guys around there, and it's I guess that's where I originally came from. And you are a lover of uh, fantasy stories as well. Do you I think am. that has to Wait, do with your background? Where's the Flanagan? Where, where in Ireland are the Flanagans from? I don't know. <laughs> oh, you got to find that out. <laughs> Have think, you gone to Ireland? No, but my parents did. They went to uh, Dublin, so it might be. I, but I feel like it wouldn't be Dublin. I feel no. Like it would be Dublin. Well, Dublin is like a not very Irish seeming part of Ireland. Really, yeah. it's like a big city. My yeah. Ireland's so fun. You should, uh, you should find amazing. out where the Flanagans are from and go visit. Yeah. It's really The thing neat. is, even though it's the Flanagans, you know, they melded with the McPhersons, who were Scottish, oh. and then they all showed up in Canada in, like, the early 2000s. Early, early 2000s. In the early 2000s. Elijah Scare got them out of yeah. Ireland. Yeah. Two main that things was, got people you know, out of the, Ireland. The potato famine and yeah. Y2K. But in Y2K, there was a sort of digital potato famine that nobody <laughs> talks about where... It's true. Suddenly Amazon... Farm simulator. Yeah. Or get order. Get order a potato mm-hmm. on Amazon. Flanagan's <laughs> such an Irish-sounding name. couldn't come. Flanagan's such an Irish-sounding name, but yeah. you don't read as an Irishman. I think I read a little black Irish. Yeah, yeah. you know what? You do kind of... I could see you in, like, you know, in a... As you know, as a Perhaps writer, like a Marvel character, uh, Black Tom Cassidy, oh, sure, <laughs> brother of Banshee. Oh, I don't know, but actually, I think they were Scottish. I could see you as either like a writer, uh, you know, in a rainy Irish village, like, oh, I'm writing right. my novel. Yeah, I could see that you have a bit of that look, but also, yeah. uh, not that. No, no, a little bit Jewish, Listeners? yeah, right? a little Jewish looking, which is another part of my heritage, yeah. Um, My girlfriend's Jewish. So how's that for you? Culture shock? Culture shock alert! Did you know about those foods? Well, when I first met her parents, uh-huh. I was like, oh, Christ bless you, Christ bless you. And sure. everybody was like, no, stop, stop, stop. No, not a great move. No, just kidding. Uh, it's not at all. Um, I, you know, today's... But Jews like um, me. you, and they like Christians, you know. Yeah. There's no anima- animus, as far as I know. No matter what the media might tell you. Yeah, that's right. Because the media wouldn't tell you that because you know why. (laughs) (laughs) No comment. No, you can't go there. No. But I can go there all I want. You should. I I mean, what a gift to be able to dig into that. Dig into Judaism. Mm. Um, No, actually, no one has less respect for self-loathing Jews than self-loving Jews. Self-loving Jews? Yeah, yeah. You know, like the kind of people who think that if you criticize israel it's like you're a traitor they oh, that stuff. And, mm. you know it's a complicated world out there seems James. to me you gotta i mean how can you not separate people from the you know country i mean i don't know so you got there to i said anything uh i got to caledon yeah and then i went to university of toronto mm-hmm. and then man would you say that's one of the duller universities in the world no you loved it I loved it. It was great. Loved it. So fun. I dropped out. Oh, did you go? A little bit. What college? University College. Oh, okay. I went to Vic. The fancy college. No, that's Trinity's the fancy, the fancy boy one. Yeah. Vic was like the artsy one. Yeah. Yeah. It does look like a nice campus. Yeah. I went to a few things there. I don't know why I dropped out. I just wasn't able to like uh, get up early, basically. Good enough reason to drop out of school if I've ever heard one. <laughs> I didn't realize that you kind of don't need to go to all of the classes. It is stuff, tempting. Like, you, know? you could just be like, I just couldn't, I just don't have to go. But I wish I hadn't and then hadn't dropped out. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And then by the second year, maybe like got it together. I know. Like I did I, that in normal school, like I, high school and stuff. I, I kind of realized fairly early on I wasn't going to do grad school. So it was like, I just have to pass. Now, why not grad school for a James Harden? Because I wanted to do comedy stuff. and Already I'm, then. Yeah. You hooked up with some powerhouses. <laughs> oh, in university? David, Denise, and Porter, we were in a sketch group together. Yeah, so to make it clear how I know James, which is <laughs> the most important thing on someone's podcast is to make it clear Absolutely. how the host relates to the person you're interviewing. But we probably met in 2000, 
something, like mid-2006, 2005, maybe yeah. earlier. Mm -hmm. But we were both doing comedy for a while before we did meet. Mm -hmm. and Because you were more deeply into sort of a, the sketch world, and you were hanging out with Thomas Middleditch and yep. Dave Deneen Porter yep. and Chris Locke and Brian Barlow's yep. duo, The Gerg. Mm -hmm. And I guess Graham Wagner and, yep. and them. And I met those people sort of gradually... With the first people I met were the Katie Crown and, and mm -hmm. the Knock Knock Who's Their comedy people. Mm -hmm. I don't know how interesting this is for any of the people listening, but well, uh, some of the old like fans, Steve Fisher, shout out. I bet he's interested. He hasn't listened to the podcast yet. How do you know? Because he told me. I talked to him the other day. What? What? So you said, have you listened? And he said, no. Well, he said, I haven't had a chance to listen, but I haven't had a chance. Listen, but I don't really Fr do. It's not fringe, dude. He said, I don't really do podcasts, which to me is like, what? I, unfortunately, that's like a big part of the demographic for my podcast are people like, I don't really understand how to get a podcast. And it's like, dude, download it on your phone. They've only existed for 13 years. Really? That more. long? Yeah. Wow. I think. Hmm. <laughs> I remember I used to hear Duncan Trussell and Natasha Leggero had a podcast together years ago. Wow. And it was like, Recorded on a tin can, but there were no podcasts. Damn, so no one heard it other than them. Well, <laughs> no, that, that wasn't what I was trying to say. Oh. I think, in fact, people did hear it and enjoyed it because they couldn't go, oh, the sound is crappy. I'll listen to another podcast because there were like two other podcasts. Wow. It is amazing. Wait, wait, were you online? I was online, yeah. Were you online early? <laughs> Not really because I lived in the country yeah. Cable didn't go to my house. Oh my god! Had to freaking dial up till like I was eighteen or nineteen. In fact, no, no, it's satellite now. My dad has a satellite, satellite, uh, internet thing. But yeah, I remember ICQ. You know, I remember that noise. You hear that uh -oh. noise and say maybe something nice is gonna happen to yeah. you. Yeah. Did you ever have a hookup because of ICQ? Yeah, I uh, no. no. <laughs> have you ever had an internet-based hookup? Yes. Tell me about it. Well, I was a single for about two years, like very cool. In you know, seven hundred days years of ago, and I d did online dating. Mm -hmm. And you know, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Tinder Tales. No, you should do a podcast called Tinder Tales. <laughs> yeah, I doubt there's a podcast yeah. about Tinder these days. That'd Are you Tindering right now? I'm pretendering that there's, as in being sarcastic. You should get on there. <laughs> I was, can't. It, why not? I just, it's not good for me right now. Fair enough. I'm in a not going to follow that up. Rebuilding. Good. Yeah, I did it. And uh, it's almost like you might as well, I guess, if you have nothing better to do. But it's a bit of a bummer. I was very happy to be off. But when you're single and, like, sitting on the toilet alone, you're like, well... Might as well freaking look at this thing. Would you say the chase is better than the catch? Mm, I don't know. I think I'm just not a good single person. I was always just like, oh, Did God. you keep clean? Like, did I wash my dick? <laughs> I just meant your hands, but I oh, guess yeah, of we course. Can take it there. Just like meant like, would you, you know, were you sanitary? Yes. <laughs> I don't know. Do I seem? I, I feel like I come. People up... are single. They're they're you know they lose all sense of. Oh like and... oh yeah. I mean, yeah. Single being single was hard. Did well, your comedy I, thrive I'm... at that time? Yes. Yeah, I did. It was. I got better at stand up during that time. Definitely. Tell me about it. I was sad about a breakup, and uh -huh. I was and I started doing jokes loosely about the breakup, respectfully. Yeah. I wasn't mean about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I think I got a uh, good uh, progress from uh, talking about it a bit on stage. Something That's something I kind of find interesting about your stand-up, and I made a note about this in my Ooh. little notebook I've got over here, see is uh, your um, stand-up is very, like... Do you know once I opened for Gavin McInnes, of all people? Wow! stand-up. I opened for Gavin. God, God rest his soul. And uh, he, uh, after my set, he actually gave me some decent advice. He was like, he was like, men's rights. <laughs> yeah, and now he some decent rights. He said, he said, West is the best. Mm. Uh, no, I mean, you know, <clears throat> this was prior to his complete uh, dropping any pretense, but it was deep into him being terrible. And uh, he he said to me. Um, 
you said you have a wife in, in your act, but you don't have a wife. It's like, and I was like, I, know, I didn't know what to think. It's like, does this guy have a wife? Doesn't this guy not have a wife? Which is like this sort of element of early vice humor was kind of this thing where you like shoot down like comedy because like your idea was that your sort of pointed sarcasm was somehow above mm. comedy, you know, and he was definitely a big proponent of that. But um, I did think that for him, it did, it did help. For me, it did help at that moment because it was like, you have to root your stuff in something. Yeah. And I think that your comedy is like very, you know, you'll say I have a son. You don't have a son. That's true. You've never even That's gotten sense. anyone pregnant. Yeah. I sure is hope that not. True? I've never gotten anyone. I mean, that you knock know. on wood. Uh, yeah, that's true. Although some comedians, I what about? (laughs) But what about like you know Uh, Tom Henry? It's kind of it's very absurd. No, there's lots of people who do it. Yeah, but But I know what you mean. If if it it goes too far that direction, me too. I mean, my point is just that for you, I find that a lot of your theoretically made up jokes actually relate somehow to your life or your fears that's true or your deepest desires that's true because <laughs> we get pretty frank i'm kind of like this conversation right now like we're not quite at the real level that mm. we need to get at yeah. that we get at sometimes and obviously yeah. me saying that awkward statement is not going to make us get to the real point any more easily because <sighs> we'll feel insecure now we'll yeah feel insecure i feel like I, you let i let you down you feel like you let me down yeah but um in our conversations, I feel like you always reveal stuff like, uh, you know, um, your, uh, your your deepest desires, things you want. And they line up with your act, whether it's when you were doing stuff about your breakup or, yep. you know, why don't I just talk about some of the tracks on your sure. album? Sure. And, uh, wow. and, and, and you can um, tell me about each of the tracks and, and what they really have to do with your, your innermost desires. Maybe okay. Maybe we can do that. Um, so, uh, Florida. That's the first track. Where first, you, numero you say that uno. Your father abandoned you. Yeah, that's kind of the subtext of that joke. Is that at all based in reality? Not really. That one is kind of just a silly joke. I mean, yeah, no, my Do dad you have didn't a abandon fear me. of abandonment. Maybe, maybe. I, I, Do you yeah. want to talk about it? Fear of abandonment. Well, it's not so strong that I know that I know that I'd have something really interesting to say about it. I would be sad if. I, I hate the idea of being alone. Like if we weren't friends anymore? I'd be sad. But it was because I'd committed a crime. Oh, then... Well, what crime? Against you. Misdemeanor, though. So, like, you broke into my house? Yeah, I broke into your house and watched you and Ebony sleep. <laughs> well, I mean, have I asked you to do this, or are but you doing it on your own accord? I'm doing it on my own accord, and I left a note that says... Hmm. Look, you might want to update your security. I broke in and was able to watch. Oh, you guys so it's sleep. like that movie Sneakers with uh, <laughs> directed Dan by, Aykroyd, directed by Robert Redford. Yeah, <laughs> where you're breaking into banks to show the banks. Oh, that was the Sneakers thing. Yeah. For some reason, Sneakers was one of the first movies I had an ironic like view of when I was in sixth grade or something where I was like someone would say oh should we see sneakers and I'd be like yeah we should see sneakers <laughs> that's <dork."> funny <laughs> it's like I don't know what my problem was with sneakers it sounds did you like sneakers I remember at the time liking it I definitely owned the VHS or my parents did very cool but I kind of owned it too so then you talk about how you're punk so this is another side of your stand up which is your album's great by the way thanks Nick was, yours is too thank you both of them thank you okay yeah what's wrong i'm just taking a second this is the kind of podcast where we can take a second okay okay um so you say that you're punk in the second track which is called punk yeah 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 and uh this is another aspect of your stand-up now kids learning how to do comedy this is a very important tip to learn um say something that you're not Say you're something that you're visibly not, and people will have a, a laugh. That's true. That's true. I Say the opposite of what you seem to be. Yeah. And they will laugh. Because you've labeled, often you will label who you are. Right. To them right. In it. I know I don't come across that way, so yeah, it's kind of a... 
But today you're looking pretty pumped. I know. I'm going for a run later. You've got a, uh, right, immediately after. So I'm wearing. You're growing your beard back so you're stubbly. I had to shave my beard for a commercial, and I felt weird. Like it's like your whole damn face changes. So I feel weird about that. And I'm wearing jogging pants because I'm going for a run as soon as I leave Nick's for health. So I know you're I'm not looking. One of the healthiest guys I know. I don't know if that's true. So you want to be punk? I think I'm just making. Are you enamored with punk? I do like punk music, I guess. But I do sort of sometimes make, you know, I feel like it's funny to sort of poke fun at. Um, sometimes you bring up Vice magazine, like just this sort of like um, trying so hard to seem cool in a certain way, I think is a bit I think silly. It's, it's very funny that Canada kind of is what Vice stemmed from. I think the whole mm. story of Vice is so interesting to me at this mm -hmm. point. Mm -hmm. Because they started as this kind of harsh you know sarcastic very petty very montreal mm. you know what i view as being i've been friends with a lot of montreal punks or people in the garage rock scene and just people from montreal like anglo people mostly they were always fighting with each other and sort of mm. people from new york but like angrier and they're kind of like more european like it was it was pretty thrilling and vice had that sort of worldly dickish uh dismissive vibe you know yeah like when they do that thing where it's like look at this how this person's dressed what a fucking idiot yeah or something. which was all gavin and, and beckles yeah that sort of yeah and, and, and Derek beckles and, mm. and, he's nice right yes i don't know him Derek but. is nice yeah he's a good guy mostly for millennials available now on adult swim mostly for millennials um but then Vice kind of shifted, and now it's full on this kind of overly moralizing, mm. you know, uh, youth culture thing, you mm. know, that's very different than the people who would be like, probably do like an entire article about why unprotected sex is great or whatever, you know? <laughs> In the, in the ah, so 2000s. in the old days it had that more rebellious ethos, and now it's got more of a yeah, like do the like, right. Hmm. I took every drug possible. To see yeah, if I, I used died. to hate those articles. Yeah. Like I went to a auction on acid. Yeah, like totally. cool, good for you. And that, do you like the music, by the way, that I'm playing? I do. I've listened to and watched your podcast, and I like that you have music on it's got a nice flow to it thank you i don't know if i compliment it my tinny you know tr uh, tenory voice well i like your voice eh, thanks but i love it when you do it at least on your solo episodes well in a lot of ways this is a solo episode. well said <laughs> um and you are the one person oh i am just the sort of energy conducting you into saying amazing things thanks nick um so yeah, punk. You just like punk, so we can. I like the misfits. Past that one. <laughs> Me and Tim Gilbert. I like the man, yeah. the misfits. I like the misfits too. But this punk count? one, this punk thing, sounds like so. So far, we're sort of zero for two in terms of. Uh, yeah. Uh, saying those are both silly ones. Background. Oh yeah, just to joke about my uncle Edward's accent being honest and i feel bad i hope i didn't hurt his feelings yeah, i don't know if he's listening like to it. A, it talks like that. Yeah. it talks like that pretty much like that. yeah i do lots of accents too <laughs> good canadian brick and brick. that's just me improvising for yeah that was 30 me. seconds very proudly canadian james hartnett hell yeah you're right about that you prefer canada i do I do. You've made a life here. I I have, I guess. Would you go to the United States to ply your trade? Um, uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, if I got a job, definitely. Um, but it's a tricky one. It I don't know. Uh, I'm gonna have a very happy relationship, and um, but I don't know. So I've thought about it. I don't know. But does the idea of you know, if a job came up, I going would. But I'd come back to the comedy store every night. No. I don't want to do time. that. No. Afterwards, you get off. Argus tells you it's he loved it. Nah. Uh, you know, nah. Mitzi yeah. somewhere. Delia. Chris Delia. Yeah. I feel like I've ran through my um, 
I feel like we can't just keep going on with these tracks because I'm actually not... My theory that all of this stuff is... I mean, what is a joke beyond your breakup jokes that's based on, like, who you really are? Um... And what you want. Do you really have an wow. anklet? Wow. I don't have an anklet. James has a very funny track called Anklet. Thanks, man. Um, let me think. I mean, um... Uh, oh, well, um... The one about where my girlfriend says, oh, that baseball player's cute, and then I get mad about it. Right. I, I, I have a bad, I think, like, um, instinct uh -huh. to be a bit jealous. You're a jealous guy. But I, tr I work very hard on it, and I try really not to be. So I, Hey, Jealousy? Is that a song? Oh, yeah. Hey, hey <laughs> Jealousy. Gin Blossoms? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, when I was, like, t early 20s, I struggled with it. I think I've got a knock on wood handle on it now i feel healthy and normal but it just it was always a thing that i would experience and then i'd try to get better about and so some of my jokes have a twinge of that once i dated someone when i was very like probably early 20s we started dating in our teens and she was i i got really jealous and then i saw in the elma combo nightclub once she was talking to a man and she seemed like she was laughing. And I walked over and I cuffed the guy. Cuffed him? Yeah, I literally cuffed him. What does that mean? Like half slap, but like Whoa! kind of hard. Oh, wow. On his face? On his face. So she's talking to a guy and laughing and you went up to him and like, boosh. Wow, Nick. It's called ADD. It's, it's fun. Hmm. It's fun to have. You have outsized reactions. You were the ultimate alpha in that interview. No, I wasn't because he turned around. He was way bigger than me. Oh. And I immediately apologized profusely. Wow. So he's talking to your girlfriend, you hit him, and then you're like, oh shit, sorry, 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 sorry. Yeah, she's like, he wasn't even saying anything. <laughs> wow. Out of control person. That's 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 really funny. Oh, it's horrible. Yeah, but, you know, sometimes you, you lose your mind a bit. Do you want to share anything like that? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> uh, I mean... Once I smeared, um, don't oh. look, uh, let me go into some show and tell. Okay. I'm, I'm here on my third floor. I've got some of my old items from when I was great. A kid Beautiful here, so house. Maybe you can talk to me about what you think of these, um, or if these mean anything to you. Oh. This is my old dungeon masters. Let guide. me see. Oh, wow. You wow. Get one of these. Never. Why don't you open it up? It's sanitary. It's hygienic, I swear. Well, I guess it says it's not the mine. book belongs to in the front page, and it's another guy. Yeah, you stole Matthew. it from him. I have Matthew's Dungeon Master guys. Hi, Matthew, if you're listening. Wow, this is wild. I've never played Dungeons and Dragons. You never played Dungeons and Dragons. Never. It look. I'm sure I'd like it. I love nerdy stuff like that. Damn, that's wild, Nick. This is the complete guide to being an AD&D game dungeon master. This is all you need for second edition. It's not in the AD &D. best condition. No, it isn't. In fact, it's like every page is out of the book. Were you just so like, why did, how did you? Yeah, like I must read <laughs> it this information. Looks like I tried to like take all the pages out and like make a sandwich. Out of, yeah, out of it looks like a squirrel got into it. Yeah. Um, wow, this was eighteen dollars, which feels cheap now. At the time, that's like, yeah. a, this must be from the early 80s. It would probably be 1989. Okay, late 80s. It even has Matthew's address on it. Should we give it out in the pod? No. Okay. Uh, crossbow of distance. This has double range in all categories. About 10% of these weapons will be heavy crossbows. This weapon is otherwise plus one bonus to attack and damage rolls. Hmm. The plate mail of etherealness. Damn. Beautiful stuff. One day I'll play that. Maybe with my own son one day. I thought this might interest you. This is the Andy Kaufman uh, special. Oh. On, uh, I think it was CBS. Can I see? That's fun. You ever watch this one? No, never. Were you an Andy Kaufman fan? Um, I mean, I'd like to lie and sound like I am. I mean, I just don't know much other than the, the clips everybody knows. Like oh, him and the Mickey Mighty Mouse thing. And yeah. I saw the prank he played on that. Friday's night show against right, Kramer. Oh, that was wild. He just pretended that he 
he he was doing a scene like on a Saturday Night Live ripoff show. Yes, Friday. Opposite Michael Richards, mm -hmm. and he was supposed to be drunk. His character was supposed to be drunk, and then on the live show, live on air, live in front of the audience, he just goes, "Sorry, I don't play drunk." Mm -hmm. And the other cast members got so mad, threw <laughs> water in his face. But he 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 uh, did it on purpose. It was his plan just to do something crazy. So you're not overly influenced by Andy Kaufman. I mean, honestly, no. I wanted to know. But I like, I mean, I'm all for it. What did put you into the comedy mindset? What made you get into doing comedy? Did you look at yourself in the face one day and said, I'm not good, not good looking enough? Um, actually, I actually have always been very good, good looking, uh, attracted yeah. to myself. Yeah, good, good, good. Um, and so is everyone. No, thank you. I mean, the heartthrob of the Toronto comedy scene. That's not true. The heartthrob. Thank you. Yeah. A lot of DMs. I bet. Hell yeah. Yeah. But not anymore. No, no. I have a girlfriend. Yeah. And, uh, and you exude that. Good. You I don't want anyone. Sort of controlled by yeah. someone else. I want to be. Yeah, please. Feel. Happily. Um, when I grew up, my, my parents were from England and Ireland. And I watched a lot of British comedies with my dad. Uh -huh. And I think that was a big influence. Are you being served? Hell yes. Miss Brahms, how is your pussy? My pussy is lovely. And she's talking about a cat. Yeah, I see. That's the kind of stuff that was carry on. being served. Did you watch the Carry On film? Yes, my dad loves the Carry On movies. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, Benny Hill. Benny Hill. I never... Monty my Python. parents didn't really let me watch Benny Hill. It was, yeah, pretty body. Yeah. Was it... Uh, which was the other one you said? Faulty Towers? Faulty Towers, yeah. Monty Python. Bottom? I never saw that. Is that Rick Mayall? Yeah. No, I never saw that. But that I like the young ones. When I was a ones. teenager, my parents, my friends would always be like, check out the young ones and Bob. Yeah, young ones and is I good. And I like them, but I, I have a problem with British comedy where, like, it's, I have, like, a, sometimes I won't understand it. Yeah. Which is, that's like, where really I have. embarrassing. Uh, yeah, I hear you on that no, one. No, it's so dumb. It's, I. You're not dumb. When, did you watch Who is America? Uh, I've seen a couple episodes. You know, I was reviewing that episode by episode on this podcast. Really? Yeah. Oh, how have I not heard that? I've listened I to think, a few episodes. You know, I, you're yawning. Sorry. It's okay. What about what you think of this? This is uh, 50 Cent is the Future. Oh, wow. Mixtape. This is a mixtape? It looks like a CD. It's a mixed CD, I mean. Oh. It's, it's one of the, uh, the... There's no CD inside. I don't know where it is. Damn. Um, Did you make this? No. I oh. went to... I had a friend who worked at Shady Records during the heyday. Okay. Uh, and I went there, and I, they just let me take a bunch of stuff. Wow. Cool. So I took 50 Cent is the Future. I met this what guy is this, who though? was is this an official Shady named Riggs Morales, who mm. used to be like a big source magazine. Is this guy. an official release? Or yeah. Is these, this... There was no official release with mixtapes, right? The whole idea oh. was that they were these things that rappers made and recorded and recouped it by basically selling it themselves. Oh, okay. You know, I don't know very like much about hip-hop. You you know quite a bit about it, I think. In the cover, what's he holding on the cover? In the cover, it's 50 Cent in big jeans, muscular, arms crossed. Next to him is a guy in a do-rag holding a gun aiming it at the photographer, frankly. There's no other way to put it. Yeah, that's Tony Yayo. Tony that. Yayo? Yeah, Tony Yayo was in G-Unit. And then the other guy's Lloyd Banks. Oh, I remember him. I'm yeah. so flat. And this is actually a G-Unit tape called 50 Cent is the Future. Interesting. Yeah. Well, they must have not felt great about the fact that 50 Cent's getting all the See, like, credit. James, you're saying you don't know much about rap, and then you sing perfectly <laughs> the chorus of a Lloyd Banks song. I remember people. it from when I was in res in university. Do you remember? This is the story of a warrior. I know you know it. No. It was no. Um, you remember I'm a warrior? <sighs> no. That was like both of those. That was Warrior and Warrior Part 2. He's got a song called You Should Be Here. Yeah. Bump Dad we, Street Mix. Yeah. The Banks Workout. Yeah. There's one called 50 Cent Just Fucking Around. Yeah. And what about this? Enough about 50 Cent. Did you, were you a 50 Cent fan? Not really. I mean, I Did knew he, in the right. club, and I knew like, Candy Shop. This guy is just to too much. Place. This guy is rude. I was like, what is, where does this guy where get off? Where does this guy off? get off? Where does this guy get off? 
candy shop I go really? to the candy shop. Lick my he candy only lets cane. Girls go to the candy shop. I like candy. And give me a break. He wasn't literally singing about a candy shop. He knew the, you know, when he's talking about his candy cane, he's talking about his penis. And it pisses me off because you're picturing a candy cane uh, here I am. Yeah, here I am. <laughs> I'm interested in the song about candy. And the guy is obviously you know, a it's, sex person. Does he say candy cane? I feel like he does. I think he says lollipop. Oh, lollipop. I'm sorry. But you know what I mean. It's a similar shape to a candy cane. Well, yeah, but if I, anything, mean, I started, I was thinking of, of making a joke about his penis being shaped like a candy cane and being like white, green, red. And a hook. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and being used to take people off stage at the Apollo. <laughs> Yeah, uh, lollipop is a lot more of the right shape. So, especially for Donald Trump, apparently, because oh my god, I did my podcast two days. I ago saw that. About I that. saw that. Did you see? Was I laughing too much? I mean, no, I couldn't funny. stop laughing, even talking about it. <laughs> I wonder <laughs> if that's true. Again, who knows? The whole thing is is so wild. And but it's what's funny crazy. is this: this happened to um, Bill Clinton too. Yep. Yep. It happened to Bill Clinton. When people were like, he's got a candy cane. Or he had a crooked oh, dick. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I think so. It I, was I believe there was a dis- Bent. defining characteristic that and it was they could describe. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't actually know that it was, was ever there determined. There's such a thing with discolored, with penises. Well, you know what I mean? I don't the want color's to be just too color. disgusting, but I think I've seen in a pornographic film <laughs> guys with like. Right. They're like white guys, but their dick is black. <laughs> I mean, something's going on. Well, or it's like half. I don't know. I don't know if this is too disgusting. I don't know. I think we can go there. Well, some guys have different things going on. I'll say that. But isn't it funny that you can have like a different colored penis in the rest of your body, but your butt isn't different colored? Yeah, it is. It's certainly odd. (laughs) Where is yours? I've never looked super carefully. I don't know. What's the most long period of time you've looked at yourself naked wow great question oh boy i mean it can't be more than 10 seconds um 20 seconds like i don't know what i'd be looking at i don't know what i'd be looking there's nothing to look at well the naked body is the man of the naked body of a man yeah like do you look at yourself naked in the mirror yeah probably yeah what do you do Flex. <laughs> I try to move around a bit. I'll dance. Do you like in front of the mirror? Interesting. <laughs> Maybe I'll make a phone call. <laughs> you called me once from the bath. You know what's so funny is if people are listening to this, they'll be like, "Yeah, he called me from the bath too." Like many <laughs> of my friends listening. It's I call I I do bath calls. Not lately, but there was definitely. It was probably until I was about thirty, and I moved in with like a girlfriend that. I was like, you know, it's funny because it was a bit later in the day and you texted me like, hey, uh, yeah, give me a call. And I remember thinking, oh, I hope he's OK. Like, because, you know, sometimes <laughs> when someone says, give me a call, you're like, oh, no, did something bad happen? So I was I was doing a show. So <laughs> I called you after the show. So it was very late at that point thinking, oh, maybe you're was okay. I in California at the time? I don't I don't remember. And then I call and then it's like splish splash. And you're like, hey, I'm in the bath. And I was like, I had nothing I guess to say. You're not. I, right. No, it's like I guess there's not something really bad going on. You're no, just having a bath. Except for the bath. Except for this water being turned gray <laughs> by the muck. Yeah. The scales. Yeah. Me. This music really suits this. Uh... <laughs> I know. Isn't this? I really love having this music supplementing podcasts. It it's is good. Like, it is good. It makes you want to go on forever. You know. And then this is uh, what's this? Rock Against Bush Volume 2 CD. Wow, what songs are on that? Oh, it's got some of the worst bands of all time. (laughs) No, it's actually got some... It's hot hot bands. The Dwarves, Bouncing Souls, Jawbreaker, Chesterfield King Live. It's actually a pretty good... uh, Dillinger 4. Lagwagon, I remember them. Kinney, Yellow Card. I don't know why Yellow Card. Remember Yellow Card? Yeah, I do. do. Whoa! I interviewed Yellow Card. Froggy Molly and Dropkick Murphys. I guess they were like... Hello, Team Irish. We'd like we'd like to show solidarity with your struggle. We have our own. Uh, who's the bad party in Ireland? Well, Whoa, it depends on your perspective. I'm 
You know, a can of worms. I think it would be really funny to one day, at a protest, open a can of worms. <laughs> I um, like that. Green Day. I can't believe all these guys were against Bush. You never think that Thought Riot were against no Bush. No way. Were you political during the Bush era? Were you pro, con? <laughs> Did you honestly think I was... I don't know where you're coming from, uh, dude. I think I probably became political... Oh, well, my first day... Actually, my second day of living in university was 9-11. So I think I, you know, became interested in that stuff probably then. And obviously... I'm a far left winger, baby. That's cool. Yeah. SJW. Yeah. A social justice winner. Absolutely. But you have traditional values at the same time. Like what? Marriage. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> breakfast for breakfast, dinner for dinner. All right. What about this? This is Hunter Thompson. It's a book called Generation of Swine. Wow. What does this mean to you? Um, I think it's a neat cover. Hunter Thompson in some sort of a cool jacket, smoking a Dunhill. I, other than I know he was the gonzo journalist, and um, you know that he died, and that Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas is about him. I don't really know much about him, to be honest. I know Johnny Depp paid like ten million dollars to have have his uh, remains blasted out of a cannon yeah, at his funeral. And now Johnny Depp's like bankrupt. And he's like, oh, I wonder why. And uh, Hunter Thompson somewhere's like, it's because you did this. Yeah. Because he did it. Yeah. So it sounds like you know a lot about him. It sounds like you well, can, can you do know. an impression. I've never heard him talk. You never saw the You movie. know, I'm really good at Trivial Pursuit. I think I know a lot of uh, facts. Well, give me, shoot me with one. Um, wow. Um, Hank Aaron had 755 home runs. How about that career? It's amazing. He was the most led the all-time list until Barry Bonds recently. But no one likes that because he did steroids. Yeah, weren't like most of the athletes between 1990 and like 2005 disqualified from like Hall of Fame stuff because they did steroids? It's really a mess because, yeah. and a lot of them they don't know for sure, but the uh -huh. guy all of a sudden halfway through his career is like twice as big and hits home runs out of nowhere. It's yeah. like, wow. But that's why you got to love What's your, up, Brady Anderson? Yeah, David Wells. He didn't do anything. He was just junky. Coke. Maybe. Oh, I thought you said junky. No, no, he was just sort of a big guy. Wade Boggs. I think he was pre-steroid, at least, that we know of. Maybe these guys in the 80s were doing it, too. We don't know, but they didn't they show look like it until crap, the 90s. Though. A lot of those 80s players still look like They look like, like normal dads. They look yeah. like regular dads. Yeah, baseball was like that until, like... Look up Jeff Reardon. <laughs> that guy looks like Hal Morris. I found a Al Mark Leiter card. Al Leiter. <laughs> no, his brother, Mark oh, Leiter. Oh, wow. I found a Mark Leiter wow. card the other day. Um, I wish I could have been a baseball radio play-by-play -play guy. Are you a big toy boy? What the hell does that mean? Do you own toys? No. Did you, I'm selling my old toys. Oh, like I'm not Transformers to sell, or yeah, something? Yeah, I'm selling like some Gundams, which I bought as a teenager. Uh, Master, a He-Man. Uh, I don't really... I, I Wrestling. I do figures. like some you know nostalgic stuff like i do like old video games and yeah. i have the nintendo mini and i really like it yeah we talk about old video games we love them i do but i don't really understand having like old toys or anything i don't really not that i have you know anything against it but i don't really get it and we're gonna stream fortnite together yeah i'll do that with you yeah that's gonna be fun do you are you excited about fortnite like what do you think what do you hear about fortnite? i i don't think i don't know if it's for me i'm excited to try it with you i tried it once with ebony uh-huh and it was like i don't understand what's going on yeah, it's, it's a one hard one. Times... You really have to adjust to what it is. It takes a minute. Yeah. I would read up on it before you, you stream it with me, actually. Okay. Just because it's got a lot of commands. But if you've played, like, a Battle Royale game, you know. I haven't. I... Or if you've even played, like, Medal of Honor or a game like that, like, or even GTA. Okay, it has, I played like, that. similar mechanics. Okay. Yeah. But uh, I'm excited for us to get shot to pieces. It'll be fun. It seem it's funny because it feels like it's for like younger people get it. Yeah. And it's I feel like it's the beginning of me not getting stuff that younger people get. Well, that's why I plugged right in and I spend hours every day sucking at it. Well, you're keeping your youth going and I like it. Thank you and and you're keeping your youth going and I I won't keep you here cuz I, I think you to probably got to go. I have to break fast dinner. Got to go to Yom Kippur. Yep. Yeah. It's going to be fun. My girlfriend's Happy Yom Kippur family. to everybody. 
thank you for listening. Yum, yum, yum. Check out James Hartnett's album, Get Bent. Thank you, Nick. With an exclamation mark at the end. Yeah. Uh, check out Landlord and Tenant Pod Mess. Follow James at James underscore Hartnett. No, at James Hartnett. At James Hartnett, his whole name. And uh, go to the Laugh Sabbath shows on Thursday. I feel like we scratched the surface here. I think we did too. You're, I think you're a very good interviewer. Very oh, well, easy to chat with. Nice of you to say. I, I, I appreciate it. Thank you for coming and opening up about your belief in <laughs> <laughs> free speech. And yeah, nothing more important to me. Yeah, marketplace of ideas. Yeah. And, uh, uh, crypto. <laughs> Cryptocurrency. Uh, Potcoin.com. Pot, check it out. Potcoin.com. Your love of grinding. Uh, I'm on here. The and I'm scene. appearing on behalf of Potcoin.com. And There's I just so much say, more we could talk about. Honestly, hopefully you could uh, come back sometime. And we can please, shoot the shit. And, love to. Or we can talk more when we're sucking at Fortnite about just everything. We're doing. I'd love to. That's going to be on the chaos underscore cap uh, Twitch stream. You can follow me there. Find me there. And yeah. Um, thank you for listening to the podcast. It is at Nick Flan Weekly on Twitter at Nick Flanagan Weekly on Instagram. And yeah, rate, subscribe, review. If you'd like, tell your friends. Buy my album, Wiped Privilege. <laughs> buy James's album, Get Bent. And I'm not saying you should get bent. I'm saying that's the name of his album. So thanks, James. Thank you so much, Nick. Bye, everybody. Um, so I was reading, a, I was reading a, a comedy album review and the album happened to be by a straight white man. And the reviewer did not like the album. And he said in his review, maybe straight white men have nothing left to say. And I obviously, um, you know, maybe that's a broad thing to say just based on not liking an alternative comedy album. <laughs> but I know what he's saying, obviously. This perspective has been heard from a lot. Very important to hear other perspectives. I totally, uh, totally agree. But... Nothing left to say. <laughs> Straight white men have nothing left to say. <laughs> have you tried talking to one of us about driverless cars? <laughs> or VR? the plans of Elon Musk. <laughs> we will talk about that for a whole weekend to you, man. You know, we'll be like, well, the next Tesla phase is the cars will be solar powered, so you won't need gas, and they'll be driverless, so you can actually rent them out when you're not using them, like Uber. That is even if we're actually even taking cars at this point, because we'll probably all be on the Hyperloop. <laughs> That's like our jazz. <laughs> That's like what gets us horny. 